everybody and welcome back to another show of the cool down and today we've got wonga dinga the dingosaurus aka the dinga nature we've got Mosa Sistele, the big fish on top of the mountain. We've got, and he's only on top of the mountain because Charles is doing so well because we know he's been wallowing in the, in the lakeside. We've got Nathaniel Mason, aka, he's not sure what his name was because halfway through the season, his Portuguese now is English back to where his original roots are. Exactly. And then Nicholas, coach, head coach, should I say, Stothard, whose team are currently on top of the league. Am I right, Danny? Correct, correct. But, not Newcastle. Uh, Let's get that straight. Let's not confuse yeah. anyone watching. It's not Newcastle. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anybody would make that mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we got relegated, we were at the top of the log the next season. So, <laughs> which log is that again? <laughs> no, when we got relegated, ah, take it easy, bro. <laughs> you, uh, Nick, you love talking about the Champions League, and I saw the other day. Oh, actually, yesterday evening, I saw a highlight of Ronaldo skinning three Newcastle boys when they were in the Champions League. I, I've nearly sent it to you, and I was just like, "Let me not kill that dream," because you still talk about it on the show today. So I was like, "Let me not do that." Oh, bro, it's just, at least you can see, at least you know that I've been there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, a, lot of, a lot of people won't remember, but you saw some evidence there, so I'm happy. Jeez, I'll, t- I'll tell you guys something. Back in the day, when I say back in the day, I mean 2004, I used to play general manager. And obviously Newcastle were a Champions League side. They're being managed by Sir Bobby Robson. And I used to play with Newcastle just because they had Kieran Dyer. They had some decent players there. I forgot yeah. who, was, who was the centre-back. I think Bramble was the centre-back. They one or two of the guys. And somehow Bramble after that, they fell off the Tabizas from uh, Greece. He was pretty good. O'Brien. Yes. Andy O'Brien. Yes, 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 yes. Aaron Hughes. Uh, Jermaine Genus, Craig Bellamy, Alan Shearer. Bellamy uh, in that game was hot, boy. That guy was had... scoring goals left, right, and center. Anyway, now we're Clarence, talking about the Clarence, class. Clarence Acuna and uh, Hugo Viana. Do you remember him? Yes, he was Portuguese boy. The, uh, That's... He was, he was uh, voted uh, the, the biggest prospect in Europe when we bought yep. him. Well, the, the season before, I think we had bought him from Sport in Lisbon. And then, yeah. yeah, it never worked out for him. And then he spent a couple of years at Newcastle, and now he and just, like, toast. sells fishing yeah. rods on a beach somewhere. Like, you know, I That's used to play football guys, you know? <laughs> <laughs> toast. That's what he was. I actually think he was the, the Wonder Kids sort of version of when they were testing out the Wonder Kids. You know when you could sign kids he was, or sign yeah. players? And it was, like, hashtag Wonder Kid. Obviously, before yeah. the hashtags happened. Anyway, guys, before we <laughs> keep going, I just want to say we've got, we've got an important announcement um, and that is on Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. We have an incredible guest, CEO of Tonsa, an app that is democratizing. And I say this because it's a huge statement because this is what they claim to be doing, um, democratizing football. And there's going to be a long sort of explanation. He's going to explain what it is that they're doing, why it is that they're doing it. And pretty much players that have been on their books, the likes of Holland, the likes of Fofana, and other sort of players that have come through the app themselves. And that's going to be exciting. So don't forget to check that out. And also, as we continue, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and tell a friend. Because if you don't tell a friend, let's be honest, we can't be friends. Anyways, I'm we're going to kick it off. I'm super excited about that conversation. Uh, given all the developments that have happened with football, uh, with like uh, ESL coming into play and everything that's happening in the boardrooms, it, it's going to be lovely to have a chat about the, the democratization of football and players. So, yeah, man, that's going to be dope on, on Thursday. Yeah. 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 Anyone else want to weigh in on that before we actually talk about the show that we normally do? There is a change of time. I don't know if you mentioned that, eh? Yes, 3 p.m. Guys, do not forget, it's not going to be half past seven. It's going to be 3 p.m. And that's that's what we're going to be doing. 
Yeah. Um, right, gentlemen. <laughs> Marcus, thank you for joining us. He's already got something to say. He's like, Cello is away today. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's, he's watching. He's watching the United reserves have a run out against Leicester. Yeah, I'm not sure, guys. Well, I mean, what is that about? That's not all right. I was, I was telling Matt uh, before the show, this is why I don't like Ole. He's given me a reason to really <laughs> dislike United again. Thank you very much, you prick, Ole. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was done <laughs> to, to, to screw over Liverpool, to be honest. It feels like that kind of move. They'll go out, they'll, they'll give Leicester some points. They know they're safe. Then Liverpool are fucked. I think that feels like a very United kind of thing. Also, guys, I just want to say, uh, all of a sudden, everybody's enough. online. When we actually made the announcement, no one is online. And Marcus, you were awake. You could see the names were rearranged. So thank you for spotting that out. Again, as one more announcement. On Thursday, <laughs> we're going to be live at 3 p.m. We've got the CEO of Tonsa coming on to our show. We're going to be discussing the democratization of football and how an app is helping change or making football more transparent for players and their big dreams. So, yes, don't forget to yeah. tune in on that. Okay. All right. Seeing as we've got everyone yeah. there, I see our junior is back. Ladies and gentlemen, look at this. Thank you very much. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Thanks for saving me, our junior. I wouldn't they... want to have that Arsenal badge hanging on me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because they're very close to each other in the lock, so we kind of just leave everything like below below seven just to figure uh, themselves out. Stand, hey? <laughs> look at this <laughs> It's going to be insufferable. <laughs> no, I mean, he's just celebrating the fact that they've made the final. All right, okay, we're going to talk about the results. And the first result is the one that Nick should be loud about. We're talking about the Chokers. Leicester currently playing United, but we're going to talk about the weekend's result. Leicester 2, Newcastle 4. Nick, take it away. The floor is yours. Away the lads. Away the fucking lads. <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I, honestly, I actually had a... Had a pretty average evening uh, leading up to the game because my team dropped points. Uh, we dropped in the chase of winning the title. We, we drew 1-1 against a team that's near the bottom of the log. So I was in a foul mood starting off. And then I thought, obviously, going to Leicester, we're going to get about four or five in the back of our net. Well, let me tell you what. We did the opposite <laughs> We got Callum Wilson. We it's got Callum Wilson and Joe, Joe Willock on the field. And to be fair, and I'm not even, I, I don't know how many of you watched it, but listen, Debravka was phenomenal on the night. Goalkeeper, I mean, made, made, made the difference in the end because he made some big saves. But to be fair, I mean, we had two or three chances more than the four goals that we scored that we could have even buried. Uh, one of which, yeah. say, Maximum had a good save off, um, or, or Schmeichel made a good save off, of, say, Maximum. But we were just so dynamic in our play. We, he literally said to the players, it sounds like, you know, boys, just go out and, and try your best. And, you know, in terms of, in terms of um, his game plan, I must give him credit. You know, he did mention that he wants to play on the counter. And for, for my, you know... Uh, you know, my opinion on, on, on Steve Bruce, you know, it might have worked out uh, for him this time. I don't know if it was a fluke. I don't know if it was um, obviously the quality of players that we had, but it worked perfectly because they sucked them in, uh, the, the, the Leicester lineup, into such a so high up the pitch that whenever we got the ball uh, with a, a Shelby or, or, say, Maximum, we had so much pace going in behind and, and they always look susceptible. I think they had Johnny Evans getting injured in the in the warm-up, which couldn't have helped them. 
Um, the two at the back for Fana and and Soyunku looked very very dodgy. Uh, Soyunku was one of the the was the culprit for for Joe Willock's goal. He was doing a doing a, a Cruyff on, on the edge of his box, not even looking to his left hand wow. side. I can believe it. Um, Joe Willock Joe Willock sees it there. The triggers there and he goes. So we were lethal in that sense. We took our chances. Um, you know, we had a we had quite a bit of the ball in the first half. Second half, not so much. Uh, 2-0 up, you'd think, you know, that's Steve Bruce. You know, are we going to probably lose this 3-2? And then when we get the third and the fourth, you know, it sort of it gives me a little bit of relief. But I'll tell you what, when they scored those two late goals, hey, yay. Hey, the tension uh, was back on. Ah, the tension <laughs> was back on. But boys, what I can tell you is I'll re- be reporting yep. for preseason in June. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm ready for our first. I'm ready for our first friendly match in the states. So nice, <laughs> nice, Nick. Big dream. <laughs> you can dream big again, uh, sir. You're part of the gang. <laughs> oh man! But but maybe just to comment on a Leicester side that you know uh, very surprising in terms of the all the ability that they have. But their backline Nick, just just, be, so just before you keep talking about Leicester, I just want to give a little shout out to um, Arjun. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad, my bad, my bad. Give me this. No, we're not Arjun. Arjun's Please, always you, Arjun. Oh, man. Uh, Arian. Arian. The Arian. Arian. There we go. Shout out, Arian. Thank you very much for joining <laughs> us and flipping Arjun, the top scoucher of Golan's TV. Thank you very much. We appreciate it, man. Keep going, Nick. Keep and, going. You're and, and shout out, Arian. We've all been there of using our um, uh, university patches uh, <laughs> <laughs> to actually do some work. And uh, watch, some, watch some YouTube on the side. So shout out to that, man. It happens yeah. to the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing no, it's economic. <laughs> yeah, but I think for my side, I don't know. Like, I think this Leicester team is definitely cracking. You know, I, I, it looks like they're not going to get three points tonight, even against a weaker Man United team. And for me, I just, if I'm, if I'm Rodgers and you're playing against a team that's, literally been battling the whole season to go, to concede four goals at home is inexcusable inexcusable even though we had the likes of said maximum almiron willock and, and callum wilson it, it's not good enough because you know they didn't really put any pressure on us other than a couple of saves that the debravka had to make but they just looked so susceptible every time they lost the ball their transitions defensively were were horrendous so i think this has to i mean this has to fall on on Rodgers' lap if they fall out of the Champions League spot, in my opinion. Yeah, it will yeah. definitely fall squarely on his lap. Yeah, there's a bit... I mean, he's had question marks before about his ability to see things over the line. Obviously, with Liverpool, yeah. he got, like, so close and then it all just, like, right at the end fell apart. And I think, again, it's we're seeing point. it with Leicester. Um, and, I, I, you know, it's... it's In a way, it's unfair because, you know, it's... We always look to the manager, but the players also, they, they, they're the ones on the field. They're the ones who've been true, able to true. do it for 30, for 33 games they're performing and then all of a sudden they can't do stuff sure. they were doing and, yeah. and yeah. some of that sits with the manager but a lot of that's with you as a professional if you know how to do the job just do it and I think that's yeah. a, for Leicester fans it must be hugely frustrating I mean I'm in a similar boat of, with smaller stakes but you know Spurs had what looked like if you, you, you know we go back to some of the shows from a few months ago Spurs were in a situation where we looked like this season could have been something special and it's all fallen apart and Leicester fans are probably going to be really upset if they end up somehow missing out on top four. 
even though Man United are clearly rolling out the red carpet to make it easy for them tonight, but they're still not managing yeah. to pull it off. Peru Liverpool <laughs> out, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool out. But tell me, I, I, I was... Uh, so I looked at... I saw Pums had made a comment earlier about um, Bruce out, question mark again, and 100% yes. He actually came out yesterday on uh, Talk Sport Radio. Um let me just uh, rewind a little bit. Um, he's declined to speak to any local radio stations in the last couple of weeks. Um, but he goes into a national, he goes and speaks on a national platform. And he literally berates the Newcastle fans for putting too much pressure and having unrealistic expectations. And, um, to, you know, you know, in terms of, in terms of Warren Barton, Warren Barton used to play for us back in 2000. Some of you might know him. Um, he spoke on Sky Sports today and he said, you know, no matter what you feel against fans, you can't go toe to toe with them on a national platform. You know, whether or not you agree their expectations are, are, big, are, are too, too big or not. You know, I think his sale is shipped. You know, he, he knows that he's not welcome. And um, he's, he's just, you know, he's just been there in a position that, you know, is he, he's not worthy of the job. Um, and I, I would like to see the back of him, even if we don't get a takeover and we get a young and exciting manager who wants to try something new. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah. glad we're safe. We've got another year in the Premier League. I still got my job. And um, yeah, hopefully hopefully, I'm, I'm happier next season. <laughs> He's talking about his goal on club in case anyone missed that. Yes, Musa. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking about uh, Jason's question about uh, Rogers mm. not overachieving. I think it's a very, very good question and a very, very valuable question to ask ourselves. But potentially, did he overachieve by getting Leicester in this position at this point of the season where they could compete for a Champions League position? Or is there something that he could be doing different at this point to cement the fact that he is a good manager? I think, I don't know how they, they did shape up against Newcastle, but for me, if you at this point of the season, to concede four goals and in the running for the top four spot is... Uh, it's a very critical, like, um, I, I criticise the, the approach that the manager followed in terms of was he going for an open type of game, uh, approach where he was going guns blazing for the three points, or was they measured and then there were a couple of mistakes which which were all the players' faults, you know. And that's where I think potentially um, that, that, that shift in focus could then push towards the manager as opposed to the players individually. He has lost uh, a few players over the season. Uh, and he's gotten the great performances from some of those players. But I think something has to then change in terms of how they come to a game. Already now, they're already, or from my understanding, when I last checked, it was 1-1 against this Man United B team. And that's, that's something, you know, from <laughs> the uh, yeah. development team. Development player. <laughs> Who's that player? I've never heard of in my life. So now I have to say, no, development player. What's his name? Uh, Elanga. 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 Yeah, Elanga. I mean, come now, guys. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, but, Is he making I mean, his debut tonight? <laughs> yeah, there's, they got two debuts tonight. they got two teenagers oh making their debut. What a Oli debut. United. I know we're not speaking about it yet, but why do you guys have any idea why they forced to have this fixture on Thursday? Why didn't they just move it to next week? There's no football next week, midweek. Was that sort of punishment know. for... For Man United, because that like Maybe. it just doesn't make sense. Like, why did you know they what, just next week? You know what I was just thinking. I was just thinking that I mean, you know, I don't know, but I mean, you know, like Man United now they had this pro, they had this protest. 
then it jumps a fixture. Then if you, if you make it comfortable, I'm just thinking, if you make it comfortable, then other teams, you never know, might just say, oh, so is that, organize is that, the is that, one, is, is that you <laughs> saying we don't negotiate with terrorists? You know? Yes. Otherwise, we'll all be doing it. I'll just yeah. think maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah. know. And they're most likely to think of they probably fill up all the opportunities they can get before the calendar gets too full in case there are uh, any more postponements or uh, events that do crop up in the next week or two. Um, Just so that they can get everything into their calendar in time. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But, but, you know, I'm just thinking now about um, Rogers now. You guys are saying that, um, you know, like, in terms of, it's also the players as well that you have to rely on. uh, considering that, I mean, saying that Rogers is the one, or we're arguing whether he's the one to blame for I me mean, the slip up. Um, but I mean, if you, like Arjun pointed out, that when Gerard slipped, um, if you think about it, watching that, I can remember the game. If Gerard does, doesn't slip that game, they pretty much uh, comfortable in it, you know. Uh, and and but I, I I I can I mean the game they lost to was it Norwich or who was it when they lost when they were three 0 up. I think that one was that's another one, but I mean, yeah, like like a thing like a player slipping and things like that. You can't really blame it on a manager, yeah. and it was that's, really a yeah. game that that goes on to it. So yeah, I do think the players have a part to play in it as well. But I think also the the, the question around Rogers overachieving that's only true if he ends up achieving it. If he drops out at the end, doesn't make yeah. top four, then he hasn't overachieved. If he gets that's less true. in the top four, then there's a valid question: Are Leicester punching above their weight? I think if yeah. you look at the squad they've got, they're not. I think financially, yeah. maybe. But you look at the players they've got on their books. They've got a solid squad. They're a team that should be competing top four. Um, yeah. Maybe not winning, getting top four every season, but they should be there or thereabouts. They're a solid bunch uh, of players. They've got, and they've got league winners on that, on that squad. So, but that said, if they now drop away again, I don't think we can say Rodgers has overachieved if they finish fifth. I think um, yeah. if he kind of... If he if he held on to fourth and maybe or even third and, and made a go of it, then I'd say then it'd be a valid debate. Has has Rogers done more than you could have expected? Um, oh. But I do think it, it, it's I don't I don't necessarily think that because also you look at why they're there as well. Um, they haven't also had the stellar amazing season on in a vacuum. Liverpool have had a terrible season. The Arsenal are nowhere whatsoever. Spurs, Spurs have gone off the ball. Spurs imploded, went off the ball completely. Yeah. So yeah. you know, there's 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 mitigating factors for them to not get top four this season. I think would be a bit of an indictment on on Rogers rather than an overachievement. Well, I think Mossad put it bluntly and put it clearly to ship four goals in against Newcastle, who are one of the lowest scorers in the league. <laughs> I mean, all in one game in the in the business. Not anymore. The not anymore. Not after that. <laughs> Things change. That one game. That's all it took. Things change when you say. But curious though, uh, Matt, because there's talk about yeah. still, you know, Spurs looking at Rogers. So you saying this? How would you feel if a man like that went to Spurs uh, right I now? I think I think there's better options in the league for Spurs at the moment. I think, in a way, I think he's he's got. I don't know. He's got a lot of baggage, and and we've shown in the past we're 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 not kind of conducive to to managers that don't follow kind of our club philosophy. We need someone who's going to get the best out of the players we've got. Rogers done pretty well at Leicester. Don't get me wrong. I think he played decent enough football, but I think there's better options. I mean, I've I've read I've been since I heard the rumors. I've been reading a lot up about Graham Potter, and I just think he might suit the club better. Uh, he's his commitment to youth and the way he plays, you know, what he's done at Brighton in terms of tightening them up at the back, but still allowing them that freedom, that counter-attacking kind of football. 
Um, and, you know, they were really quite for quite a long time, relatively safe from relegation. There was always talk, oh, they could get sucked in, they could get sucked in, but they never actually really got sucked in. And I think that's someone, I think he's shown that there's a system in place at Brighton. Um, I'd, I'd quite like to see him have a go at Spurs. You know, that said, they'll probably spend loads of money and bring in Rodgers and it won't work out. But, you know, I, I don't know. Just Like I said, I've said it a few times. If we're going to get someone like Rodgers, I'd rather we stick with Mason for a season and just have fun with it. At least enjoy the football. Well, we might as well talk about it. Let him get punished. <laughs> but to be fair, I, I, I can see the argument for sticking with him because we've seen players like Bale, like Teddy Ali come into the fray with a, a bit more energy and a little bit more purpose in terms of how they could fit into the squad. And that's something that we forgot about, like uh, uh, the Mourinho era. He actually put a couple of players to bed, you know, uh, very talented players yeah. that were doing the worst for Spurs. And he never gave them the opportunities that we expected him to give. And yeah, those players will be in the fray and looking for an opportunity. And that would be an exciting Spurs, you know. All the players would feel yeah. like they have a, a shot at it. I think, I think the downside is, is like we saw against Leeds. Is that, and, and Leeds was a, a, a really good example. Sorry, sorry, of... Vince. What's going on here? What, what, you had what, some technical what difficulties, right? Vince having some turbulence in the plane. It sounded like you dropped your smarties everywhere, and then you were like, "Ah, my smarties!" Can I go get them? Good evening, Carlo. Thank you for joining us. As you were, mate. As you were. Yeah. So the 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 Leeds game was a really good example of of kind of showing off the 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 relative inexperience of Mason. Um, you know, there was first of all, I think he was let down by a few individual performances. I think defensively we were a bit lax. I think Dyer and Alderweireld gave people too much space. Um, Dyer in particular had a really bad game. Um, and then towards the end of the game, when we were chasing it, he, he threw Dyer forward and Dyer went and played basically as an additional midfielder. He was roaming. He was a, and when they scored the third goal, Dyer was still at the midfield, just running around looking for opportunities. And there's just sort of like, so I think that that was an example of the potential naivety that we kind of, we're going to show if Mason sticks around longer. That said, yeah. it's still great to see Spurs go out and attack a game. I mean, even though we lost, I was pleased to see us on the front foot. Like we had, you know, the, and, and I think it, it was kind of after so long of watching Spurs lose games without even trying, it was at least good to see Spurs lose when we'd given it a go. Um, but it wasn't a good performance all round. I think defensively we were very naive, we gave them way too much space. Um, I think that that offside call for Kane's goal is ridiculous. I mean, sure, it was. Sure. That was, scary. <laughs> I was. I mean, I don't have the biggest TV in the world, but I went as close as I could to that thing, and I still could not see the difference in that line. I'm not sure what they like. Are they Matt, saying that? Matt, it's the Matt, Matt, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you go close? Did you go close? To this? You're a digital designer, and you went close to the screen to see how close you could. Act. It's pixels, mate. Just, I just want to <laughs> wanted to see because I also couldn't see the difference between those two lines, man. And I can't believe that they were so confident to actually say there is a difference. Yeah, and that's, I, and wow. That, that's that's that for me is is a big issue. I think that there's that's crazy. There's still I don't know. Still for me, and that that I think was a a big moment because I think that could have changed the game and kind of potentially had a big impact. Um, but that said, we allowed them too much space. We were very susceptible to their counter-attack. And I think, it, it's, in a way, it's good. It's a good learning curve for Mason and for the squad in general to kind of, let's play more attacking, let's be on the front foot, but we can't leave the back door open like that. We've got to be tighter. We've got to be more controlled defensively. And I think 
Um, so we, we deserve the loss. I mean, I'm not going to stop that. I'm not going to kind of deny that at all. But I think at the same time, it, it's still good to see us playing attacking football because we've got the squad for that. You know, you, we had Bale and Ali on, Son and Kane. It's, it's fantastic to see those guys going for it. On, on, on the weekend, they didn't have a great week. Um, and I think... <laughs> Sheesh, Marcus. Hey, hey, hey. Having a rough day. You must tell Marcus to, <laughs> to check himself. Hey. You must yeah, not have the same team. Guys. I think he's dashing out of us, but maybe he feels something about him. Come on, Marcus. Love yourself. Hey, hey, come on, man. Hey, man. All, all I want to say is Marcus' comments. <laughs> I just want to say Marcus's <laughs> comments is why we can't say the show is appropriate for kids. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it goes our age-appropriate rating, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fuck, Man United <laughs> yeah. guys are always Man United supporters are always messing things up. And by the way, I have to they correct keep that. up with the results tonight. Spurs <laughs> is poo, unlike Chelsea, small boy FC. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, I have to excuse about myself Mason, from this slide. About Mason not being good enough, I suppose. You guys had Frank Lampard for like nine months. I mean, <laughs> also, have you seen Tuchel coming out saying thank you, Lampard, for doing all the groundwork? He said uh, he sent me a nice message when I came in. He did all the groundwork. You know, he laid the foundation for me to to get the finals. Thank you, Lampard. I mean, but dude, I, I would be livid. I'd be livid if the Oki replaced me. He said that in the news. I'd be like, nah. Yeah, he was probably saying it behind his back. He probably had a black bag full of Hawaiian shirts and disco balls that he's taken out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, we're going to have to mention that reference because half the guys watching don't know what that reference is. I don't know, Matt. You keep mentioning it. Do you want to you mention the, the Hawaiian reference? Uh, clarified. <laughs> Not even sure how it started now. I just remember we were talking about Frank Lampard being a bit reckless. And then <laughs> you started it. You were saying he had too many outfits to choose from. And then I yeah. was saying, yeah, but you still, even when you've got lots of outfits, you shouldn't be choosing Hawaiian shirts and swaggering out there onto the football pitch. Yeah, right. But just to yeah. just to wrap up this Leeds first, uh, Leeds 3-1 result against Spurs. I mean, Leeds guys have done the business this season. So I don't know where you guys think they are as a club in terms of kicking on next season. What should their aspirations be realistically? We've seen that sort of bounce from Sheffield last season. They landed up getting relegated. So do you think they should just kind of steady the ship or do you think they should go for broke and be like, nah, let's kick on. Let's spend some money. Let's see what we can do. I think they've got to go for it. You know, their style of football is go for it football. I think they've, they've, yeah. got, to, they've got to back themselves. They've got to target yeah. European football next season. And, and I, think, you know. I think Bielsa will know who he needs to continue mm-hmm. playing at this level. Um, and they need to back him. I, I watched that documentary on the Leeds, uh, the owner of the of Leeds, the Italian guy. Um, I think it was from two seasons ago when they never got promoted. I think they missed out in the playoffs. Um, but he seems like a very hands-on sort of owner and he gives his managers what they want um, and he gives his players what they want as well. So I think they're designing a new... Um, a new training ground, if I'm not mistaken. I think Darren will be able to give us more info on that. But uh, they they sort of doing the right things uh, for a big club um, and bringing them back to where they should be. So I do think they need to spend, and I've been very vocal on this, I think that the, the set of players are only going to take them too far. Um, I think the sort of similar to what I've mentioned with, with Liverpool, I think the the stimulus might drop um, if they continue doing the same thing week in, week out <laughs> with the same group of players. 
Um, and I think they will need fresh blood in there to compete for places. And that will just keep the players on their yeah. toes. Um, where do you think they'll need they the fresh blood to come in? Which where, positions which, would you which departments be thinking? Think yeah. I think defensively they're going to have to sort sort. I mean, they've conceded. I think they've conceded even close to what Newcastle's conceded, even more. I think mm. they've scored as many as they've conceded. Well, now uh, it's probably like two more. Yeah, yeah. no, you're right. It's 53, 53. Conceded yeah. 53, scored 53. Yeah, so they've conceded. A I mean, they're balancing the books. They're balancing the books. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> so, <do you> know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you reckon you'll? I mean, conceding 53 to get into a European spot. It's a, it's a, it's a tough. Tough shot. Yeah, but th- they, uh, they, they just need one one because they've got a decent enough squad. If they brought in one kind of heavy heavy defender, someone who like really knows how to organize that back line, be that yeah. shouty voice kind of, you know, and I think they, they that could if they could shave off 10, 15 of those goals, that changes the complexion of their season already. Oh, I, I, that, I mean, they got that, a good young keeper at the back. Um, yeah, I think I think also just for the longevity of the season. Um, you know, the amount of kilometers that his players run in a season together training and in his in his matches, you know, the, the wear and tear is eventually going to catch up to them. So I, I, I would I would yeah. say in those high pressing areas, so your midfield, uh, your front three, um, I would I would get one or two players in, in, in each department at least to try and just have that sort of depth. So when they do get to oh, say that, I mean, you know, if, I, if I'm Bielsa now and I'm stabilising the, the Premier League, I'll go for an FA Cup or a League Cup. Why not? Um, you know, you stabilise in the league the, the year again, the, the, the Premier League again for another year, and then you potentially go and win a cup. I mean, their fans would be, would be over the moon. But I think they will yeah. need a bit more depth, just in my opinion. Uh, I mean, that's a very... Long how do you feel about well. those comparisons? Look, I mean, when I, I was sour when the guy left, I can't lie. But when I, when you hear his side of the story, then you you, you always uh, then you understand. But yes, man, geez, I don't think there's geez. RVP comparing him to to, me, to Greenwood, no ways, no ways. Well, yeah, well, everybody <laughs> starts somewhere, you know. Give the boy a yeah. chance. <laughs> yeah, when he gets there, when he gets there, then I'll say. But no, but you can't do it. You can't be like only compare them after the fact. Otherwise, no one would be rating anyone. Yeah, we would be. I mean, but and also, let's, not... let's be honest. Let's be honest. Remind me of Greenwood. The Greenwood, though, no, the Greenwood, though, huh? no, in terms of the, if you're looking at that United squad right now, in terms of natural finishes, I've said this time and time again, and I'll say it again. Stick my neck out. That boy is the best finisher. Obviously, Cavani's doing the things now, but natural finisher, Greenwood, is it, man. He yeah. just needs consistent run. What, what also is nice about Greenwood, he is young, but he's got such composure at, when it really counts. And sometimes, I mean, that's something that Rashford really had to work on, is that, that composure when it's down to, when it's taking that final shot, Rashford took a while to kind of get that VMT and be able to be calm in front of goal. Um, and Greenwood seems to have that naturally. He's, he's, his finishing is right there because he just seems to... He seems to know what he's going to do long before the ball arrives. And he's just, he slots it away yeah. every time. And in that way, he is similar to RVP and other kind of big goal scorers you think of that kind of style. Even like the shape of him, very similar to Henri. Not that I'm saying he's like Henri, Wonga, before you jump. But, like, <laughs> Everybody's kind of heard Wonga's feelings today, yeah? <laughs> like, I'm saying like the shape of him, the way he kind of approaches kind of because. He's, he's also like, because if you look at it, Henri on the field was never a big player, but he was able to create himself such space. 
just by being yeah. clever with his movements and with the way and and Greenwood's similar to that in that he's not a huge guy, but he makes space for himself and he kind of you, he always seems to have the room to put the shot or to, to take the shot. And I think that's I think that's something that in a young player is very exciting. Um, yeah. And I think he could he could go far. But United have ruined young players before. Look at Jesse Lingard having to go to West Ham to finally have a good season. So <laughs> let's see what happens. <laughs> but uh, you brought that fact up there, Claudio. You know, it's quite awkward about that fact is Adam Johnson's stuck in jail at the moment for... Uh, oh, yeah, if you're going to talk about Adam Johnson combining... <laughs> is he still in jail? Hectic. I thought he was out yeah. last year. But... Oh, oh maybe he was out, but yeah, he was convicted. Jeez. And he's a Macron, yeah. so I can't stand him. Right, gents. Okay, so that's the first Leeds game. Now for the, the, the curtain raiser before the actual Champions League final, guys. We've got the Man City Chelsea game. A lot happened here. Do we think hey. Chelsea now have the psychological edge over Man City heading to the final? Nah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this really. is this is Pep. I think this it's is interesting. Pep. Yeah. Yeah. He's lulling you guys. What's He's it? lulling you What's guys into false sense of security. Like we've played them twice in very quick succession and we've gotten results against them in very quick succession. But the Man City we saw this previous weekend, I am not expecting that Man City to be playing uh, in the Champions League final. First of all, I don't yeah. expect like a, a Kun Aguero or Jesus to be there. I want to see a Gundogan, a De Bruyne. Uh, I think they have a lot more talent on their bench to actually pose, uh, to actually come on the day as a different team. And that's why I wouldn't rest on the laurels of yesterday's or Sunday's game or Saturday's game. But it does help that um, the gents managed to pull a result. <laughs> hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, I'm just going to read this. It says, we don't need to hurt Wonga's feelings, man. He just needs to watch his team play and that's enough to hurt him for a week. The lads get no Arsenal fans get no Guys, Remember when Arsenal started playing well for those couple of weeks and Chelsea still had Lampard and Wonga was going, oh, I'm coming for you, Mosso. We're going to take you. We're going to pass you in the league. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the dream. How's that going so far, Wonga? Oh, man. Wait, wait, we're, we're, not four, four, think... we're not moving topics. We're not moving topics. Yeah. <laughs> so I think um uh, I said, for, did for you Chelsea see Harry on the day. Yeah, that's actually good. <laughs> but they've got good replacements. Bayi and Townsend, I think are uh good yeah. good 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 replacements. He is a very influential player for Man United, but uh yeah, man, I don't know. It doesn't inspire me and give me strong confidence in the back uh, as a defender sometimes, which is Fine. But tell us about your team. That's what we want yes, to hear. So yeah, we, we, I want to hear about my team. Talk about Chelsea, boy. What's going on here? Hey, my man. So, yeah, even Chelsea squad, there were a few changes on the day, uh, which were, were refreshing. Guys like Marcus Alonso coming in and actually doing well. Uh, guys actually trying out different combinations with the H&M starting. It was very, very exciting to watch. The first half was a nightmare because of... Um, Man City had the dominance in their half, and that's something I think we should prepare ourselves a lot more in the in the, the Champions League final, where they'll have better ball holders and better spreaders of the ball on the day. But the second half showed something. It showed a lot more character from my side to see 
how these boys can pull it back from a 1-0 defeat and then go back and, and, and search for a winner. There were some decisions which I wasn't happy with. Um, firstly, the peanut, the peanut that we got against us and then the Kurt Zuma one, which everybody's talking about. I did think it was a penalty towards the end. But, um, yeah, it's so tricky to call those nowadays, man, to see what type of contact uh, is taking place. What did happen with the first goal of Jesus, I think is not fair for a, a, a centre forward who's lost control of the ball to um, feel as if uh, just because they got contact from another player would warrant them uh, to have a, a penalty because it's in the box. I didn't like that, that element of VAR doing its work. But it is what it is, and I guess uh, we never suffered the worst um, outcome as as Tottenham did with the VAR uh, decision. So yeah, man, I believe we've we, we've got the confidence from the two games. Uh, it helps us to know we can beat Man City, no matter which type of solutions they do bring to the game on the day. I am wary though that we are dealing with a Pep who, if he's got two legs, can figure out a way to 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 make it happen. And that's that's my only concern that a, a Manchester City with a pep in it is 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 quite scary if you face it in such quick succession. Hmm. The man yeah, learns think, quickly. Yeah, I agree. I think I think the it, this was a, a huge important game for Chelsea from a confidence perspective and if, in kind of reinforcing the Tuchel effect because he's clearly turned around your guys' fortune against the the bigger sides and in bigger games. Mm. But at the same time, I agree with you completely. I think that this is not the same city you're going to see in the final. Um, I still think Pep did this on purpose. Like, you know. I don't think he told Aguero to hit a Panenka like that. By the way, guys, whose Panenka was worse? Lookman's <laughs> or Aguero's? Which I think Aguero's is, obviously, <laughs> because it's Aguero, he should know better. <laughs> what a let <little. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I just love Mendy just going... Ah, oh, thanks. <laughs> 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 the Wonga when he's playing FIFA. I'm sure you've had those moments there, Wonga. Eh? No, in FIFA, that goes through the keeper into the goal. That's how that gives me. <laughs> <laughs> if only Arsenal could do the same. <laughs> so overall, you guys thinking in the larger terms of the overall perspective, this isn't going to play too much into Tuchel's hands as much as it's going to play into Pep going, ah, you think you got one over us, but this is going to, whether we play in London or Portugal, because Istanbul is completely out of the picture, but whether or not we play in either of these cities, it's still going, still coming is back. Istanbul, is Istanbul out of the question now? Yeah, yeah apparently the UK that. government have been having meetings with UEFA. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Because the numbers, the, the COVID sure. numbers in Turkey are a bit crazy, apparently. So they they're saying it just doesn't make sense logistically and safety wise. Yeah. Why are they saying Portugal now? That's a bit strange. Because it's closer, it cheaper, and because the numbers are decent there. And but, because uh, that, the I heard accommodate. Just keep just keep it in just keep it in the UK. I don't know that both teams are there. It makes yeah. No yeah, sense. yeah <laughs> it seems like there could be issues with uh, getting licensing or getting. Um, the 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 the, the, uh, the television guys, all the support structures that are part of UEFA and operate within Europe to actually then uh, reside in um, the UK. It seems uh, like the travel restrictions yeah. to the UK uh, yeah. are difficult. They got that two that. week. They got that two week quarantine. Uh, yeah. So, okay. yeah. so uh, it would become a nightmare if you consider the England. broadcasters. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
If only. Yeah. Baby. Oh, they get yeah. English from me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, yeah, the lads are also saying Aguero, Aguero's Panenko is worse than Lookman's. That's an interesting call. All right, there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Final things you want to talk about the game. What's up? I mean, it's your time to shine. Looks like Chelsea have secured full spot. Looks like they're on course for an FA Cup. Also, guys, if Tuchel... I have to take it. Yep. But if he, if he does this, if he manages secures top four, which looks like very likely, if he wins the FA Cup and the Champions League, does he win manager of the season? Most definitely. Of the season. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, but he doesn't have to be there the whole season. He has to share it with Frank. That's what I was going to say. When did Tuchel get the job? Not even. Has he even been there for quarter of the season? No. Yeah, I was going to say. It's been a little quarter. He's probably had 18 games or 19 games with the. Yeah. So surely Frank will get a medal. He'll get a Champions League medal. No, he must even share. They have to do. They have to do. No, chill, guys. One at a time. Chill. No, they have you know like, what? Well, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know Guys, what? you know Actually, the quarter loaf. No, I can't quarter believe from chicken licking. No, the quarter loaf from chicken licking is still satisfying. Boy. <laughs> it, it touches the spot. No, you, you'll be spotted there. I think it, 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 it'd be up, up there to actually compete for the manager of the season. I don't think there's a requirement to say he has to be there the whole season. I think the impact that he's uh, driven at the Chelsea that he's arrived to, which was languishing very close to a Tottenham in Most impactful manager. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> if, 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 yeah. It is, if it is voted by if it is voted by other managers and the the, the uh, other players, then then it'd be a fair fair shout to give him a good chance because you'd be looking at a Pep who also did struggle at the beginning uh-huh. of the season, but then would have only managed to win the league to win the league, and then all the other managers I don't really think if you can give them a good chance to say the best no, of performing manager can. of the season. Like, like, if we're going to do that, and now let me play devil's advocate here, but if you're going to say Tuchel deserves it, surely then Ole deserves it. Because, listen to me here. Well, listen United, to Ole, he's at one point, yeah. United yeah. were worse off than Chelsea at one point. They were struggling. They were doing bad results. They got clubbed 6-1 by Spurs. And now look at them. Second, fourth place secured. They can roll out the reserves against Leicester. They're so secure in their spots in the league. And they've got a European mm-hmm. final as well. I think if, if we're going to give it to Tushul for coming in at the end and carrying Frank's Hawaiian shirt over the finish line, then we're going to give it to Ole <laughs> for carrying his own problems over the line. Like, there's no way Tushul can have Yeah, but look at that line that he'd be carrying it over. He'd be carrying it over Europa and then just getting into uh, uh, Champions League. Whereas we would have won Champions League and won FA Cup, which is two trophies. But and it's... Only, uh, no, the, no, no, no. No, no. But he's, he's <laughs> Frank, Frank did your group stage. Frank did your group stage in Champions League. Frank Mota, did the early yep. rounds in the FA Cup. Mota, I th- Never. I think I think Matt disagrees with you, eh? there's no way look this was great and i think he's gonna take you guys far and i think he's gonna make you guys serious title contenders next season but let's not get ahead of ourselves and give a man you know like manager of the season when he's been here for a third of the season like now that's just getting in this era in this era of chaos and craziness can we retain some calmness some some sense of some tradition Steve Bruce gave us safety. Maybe he deserves a... a Yo, a Steve Bruce rescued that ragtag bunch of muffins. You know? Don't you dare, <laughs> man. Give it, give it to Bruce. Steve Bruce, I'm in no way. Don't you dare. Manager of the month, I think. I think... I think... Yeah, I, yeah. I can just see Matt and Wonga, them going, 
you know, it's about their time. We're going to give manager of the year award. And uh, Thomas, <laughs> and there goes Wonga. No, 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 Marcus is asking the question here. He's saying, real question, was Frank, especially, I mean, you've got to consider this. If you guys are saying it's only, you know, he's getting the quarter loaf part of the, the deal here, Tuchel, was Frank Lampard really deserving of the sack, gents? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I mean, Most definitely, if you, yes. If you, if you look at the way they're performing, the, the, the changes Tuchel has made in the team as well. I think he brought back Alonso. No one is playing him. He's playing well. Um... Okay, Mason, we know. Uh, I think Mason's just proved himself. Um, I think he has I remember, definitely. Um, results, I mean, yeah. the, 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 I think the percentage of wins are probably even are higher now. They, they're definitely doing much better than what they did before. Yeah. So I think the I results think for now me, I remember the frustration when Frank was there is because, was because we had a lot of talent. We still have the same talent. That hasn't changed. And uh, we never had any set type of play and any set type of structure, which is completely different now, you know. And um, at the time, the results weren't coming our way. And Frank wasn't saying anything to allude to the way that we were going to approach games. He was just saying, no, boys have to sharpen up. This focus must be there and that focus must be there. But he wasn't actually changing the makeup and the direction of how the squad is going. Yes, he has done well in like uh, creating a new, energetic, young, fresh squad, which embodies the development system of the club. Uh, and that's probably what Tuchel meant that, you know, there's a lot of groundwork which Frank did do very, very well. And Frank could be there in the background still doing that groundwork. It's just in terms of directing the first team. <laughs> this is a big, big if. That, that's a huge if. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, man, like Frank, Frank did do the groundwork. It's just to child took the players that Frank was trying to work with and molded them into this compact unit which we're playing in now and that's that's the effort and that's the reason why we wanted it to child before because frank was we had no prospects of winning anything uh we would do well yeah we weren't even sure about top four because of the way and style of approach that he was going into games uh defense was weak great players there but there was no kind of cohesiveness as a unit which to brought into that that structure from my view <laughs> yes, Rudiger. I remember even like senior senior players even lost faith in in Frank in the way that they were going about it. Like Rudiger, a uh, couple of other guys had spats in the change rooms and actually yeah. made a petition to Mariana to actually say this is it's not possible. And the guys who have come on to actually do well are players like Rudiger who've been given the chance. So. But yeah, Alonso well, scores in stoppage time. That's a player that wasn't playing under Frank Lampard. So, I mean, that those are the sort of decisions that you got to say, okay, no, Tuchel has done something. He's gone with the experience. Yeah. So let's give him credit where it's due. Arjun's yeah. saying, yeah. Why, not, why not consider Moyes for manager of the season? Is that a fair shot, guys? Do you think that's this a is good call? Thing? I mean, we that's do know. Yeah. I mean, guys, let's look, I mean, Pep Guardiola. Let's look at Pep Guardiola. Yeah, this, this is a Man City with... He's gotten rid of 90% of all the old guard. He's pretty much built a new side here. Aguero is one of the last lying members left in the squad, and he didn't even play this season, and he's walked away with the league. I mean, the fact, out of, out of sort of, you can give him the, the most improved but, manager possibly, but manager of the season versus the Pep Guardiola, come on, guys. But, I but mean, look, yeah, but I mean, if you, if you compare everything, I mean, Pep, if you look at Pep, he, he's got to win the league. How much, how much is that defense worth? I think I looked at it last time. I think his defense is close to 200 million. Um, yeah, he, Manchester City has a higher defense budget to. than the nation of Ukraine. 
Um, and the second, please, as you know, joke, uh, no jokes, no jokes, man. For bringing the most hope. <laughs> but you've been hopeless the whole season, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the hope was there. When Oteta came, he brought us hope. He brought oh, the wow. most hope. I can get so question, question is the hope still there? Is the hope still no. there? Can he turn around? <laughs> Back to hopeless mood. Look, um, you see now, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at Oteta and you look at Frank Lampard. Um, I don't like people are saying even when Frank Lampard left, they're like, look, Frank Lampard is definitely going to um still be in the managerial um uh, career. Um and he's still got shots, but it's, now it's too early for him. And I think Man United, uh Arsenal is the same it's the same case. When Arteta came to Arsenal, the reason I was happy is not because it was there, is when I saw the first couple of games. That's why I was okay, this is, looks good. Is Arsenal were different in the sense that they were they they were atta- they were they look like they wanted to win a win a game. There's a lot of energy in them, off and on the ball. But now, and I think if you guys have ever, uh, uh, whoever, Wonga, 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 I just want to stop you there. Sorry, man. Christopher Lawrence is in the house, and he's got a special guest, his son Alexander. Yeah. Everyone, give him a shout out, Alexander. Thank you for joining us, man. Hey, hey, up, Alexander. As you were, so, Wonga, as you were. Yeah, and I, and I think I think it's I think pretty much every Arsenal fan was the same. You know, they, they saw the games. They're like, look, this team is definitely, it's definitely playing different to what they did uh, under Una Emery. There was that energy. But now, even when you watch them against uh, Villarreal <laughs> as well, that intensity is gone. Even now against, um, even now against, uh, now West Brom. Now we're talking about the game against uh, West Brom. Um, yep. Even, even uh, what's his name? Uh, I think Ian Wright said right. He said they asked Ian Wright, so you know, looking, co- how do you feel about this mm-hmm. game? And Ian Wright's like, look, it's the same. Basically, basically, he said, I want to paraphrase what he said, but you're saying basically it's the same thing, you know, um, same energy. You, you don't know what Arsenal's trying to do. Um, William, when I watched William, it looked like William at times, not all the time, but at times, you'd get that energy from him, like you'd run down the middle, you'd charge players, and that's what you'd see at Chelsea all the time. But at Arsenal, you're seeing it now and then. Again, we got we got saved by Saka. Saka first half was trying everything. It's like he was literally knocking on the door, <laughs> and that's why we got the goal. You know, that's how we got the, the yeah. goal for uh, for our team. And, and 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 again, funny enough, another youngster, um, Smith Rowe, puts it in the in the back of the net for us. But where where the where where are the big guys? I mean, that are supposed to be scoring uh, scoring for two us. One, two without, one, two one, but, Leicester. Two one, Leicester. Sorry to interrupt. They just scored. Uh, yeah, yeah. Club, that top one then, looking yeah, yeah. tricky. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Oli, and you know what? He's kept them in at one-one. He's kept them in, going, "Oh, we, we're giving it a go, guys. We're giving it a go." Nah, he's probably who's he taking off the field? I'm sure he's made some changes here, and he's gone. He put, nah, this he, this he put he put Rashford on. He just put Rashford <laughs> on. Yeah, but Rashford, uh, yeah, yeah, Rashford. You see. He's told Rashford, go have a run out there and make it look like now I'm putting you on. It looks like we're trying. Meanwhile, uh, like, just, just, just warm up your legs. Cavani, Cavani is also look. on, by the way. Ooh. Okay, now we've got something. Now we've got something. Let's keep an eye on that game. 2-1 mm-hmm. there. Okay, let's keep our eyes peeled. As you keep going. Sorry, Wonga, we keep interrupting you there. Yeah. No, just once. But anyways, um, so uh, what is I saying? Yeah, Pepe uh, on the wing as well. You know, he... Again, Kyle got for 24-year-old, was a 23-year-old at the time, got him for 70 million. Um, 
and he looking at oh, <laughs> 72 million I don't, don't forget that then he he scored a good goal on the weekend um but you ask yourself uh, he's not going <laughs> to score a goal like that against any of the other other guys huh? how is now yes <laughs> Alexander's doing so, the right thing by judging I mean, you so early. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also doing the right thing. To you, Christopher, I'm not gonna lie. I'd also be like, hey, what are you doing there? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's doing the right thing. He's doing the right thing. You've got to. Your, your kids got to support the same team as you. Like you know, it's it's, like, it's got to be done. They, Don't like, do Mike it, Alexander. Mike's not too. Like you don't have a choice. We're a Spurs supporting family. Like I'm sorry. And and sometimes my son asks me, like, how come other teams are winning things? And then I'm like, that's not what Tottenham do. Okay. <laughs> we don't like trophies. We're not yeah, doing this for not, trophies. That's not what we're here for. Imagine what I'm gonna tell. Imagine what I'm gonna tell my kids. Oh my yeah, God. we don't play in the Premier League. We support Newcastle. <laughs> it's it's the thrill of getting relegated, which which counts. <laughs> Uh, 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 also, I just want to say that Christopher's uh, lucky his mom or his son's mom knows what she's doing. That's all I'm saying there. Sorry, what you saying? So just to come back to the Arsenal sort of question, I mean, right now, when the season ends, I know we talk about ownership and there's a whole bunch of shit happening. Excuse my language. There's a whole bunch of other things happening at Arsenal. Um, but should Arteta, regardless of these things, should he still be manager at the end of the season? See, next, next, I don't know, Claudio. Um, I'm going to say I really don't know. I don't think he's a bad manager. I just think he, what? look, given, given <laughs> time. No, look, I think. He's ho- yeah, he's not bad. He's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> look, I think, I just think he, okay, yeah, no, wait, you guys are, you guys are right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. Look, I think. I think he has the potential to be a good manager. At the moment, he's not. He's not a good. He's manager. got a seventeen percent like chance of evolving into a good manager one day. <laughs> so but I remember. I no, I remember <laughs> we had this argument: Frank or Arteta. Who would you guys take at each of your teams? Oh, I think Frank. that was a discussion. No, go back to go back to it. Arteta. Oh, yeah, you recorded You guys all said Arteta. I, I don't think I was in that conversation. I don't think I was in that conversation. I remember where I was that day. I'm pretty sure I would have said just let you know what, Nick, you're, the only, you're, you're the only one who can validate this. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. He's gonna I'm have gonna to find this. I'm gonna find it. I don't know what it was. Was it to lead a national team or was it to? I don't know if it was to coach another team in the Premier League. Who would you choose? And everyone went with Arteta. All of you. All of you. And I said... Blinded, blinded fools Look, is what we were then, if that's the case. But the thing is also... also no, but it's, no, it's fair, good. Like, I suppose in that sense, Frank was working with Chelsea's players, who are Chelsea players. Arteta yes. is working with the Arsenal squad. So I don't think he's a great manager. I think he's made some weird calls. I think he's made some bad choices. But he has also got a squad that's not pulling their weight. You've got Obama Young, who's not taking it seriously the whole season in and out, arriving late, and that kind of impact. Yeah, thanks a lot, Arjun. Come on, man. <laughs> I can't even guarantee we'll win that now. Um, we'll get invited to that. I think, look, I think Arteta's been let down by the squad big time as well. I think Arsenal has, I think the, 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 their, their lack of investment and their lack of kind of planning from a footballing perspective is coming home to roost. And not all of that is on Arteta. Yes. That's been going on for years. That's something that he inherited. Um, there's no kind of pipeline of talent. They do these weird buzz. I mean, did you see that tweet on the weekend? Pep scored that goal and he ran up to the camera and went like, 
berserk. And then someone tweets, it's like, Pep's just done that. They've just scored against an already relegated West Brom. Like, the state of the man, you know? Like, (laughs) I think it shows the quality they've got in the squad is nothing like what Frank had at his disposal at Chelsea. So, it's a hard comparison to make. That said, offer me both of them. I don't want any. My players can go out without a manager. They'll figure it out. Like, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. I think, yeah, Cloud, just to answer your question, I think that, yeah, what Matt was saying, there's a lot of issues um, within Arsenal. I think they need to change a lot. Uh, or, like, yeah, I think changing Arteta doesn't, uh, maybe it'll solve a few of our problems, but it's not going to solve everything. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they were saying, um, you, I think everyone heard it when, uh, when um, I'm not forgetting this, Wolford Zaha came out and said that uh, Una Emery spoke to him um, and said he want, if he wanted to join Arsenal, Wufudza says said yes, you know, there was no hesitation. And next thing you know, a couple of weeks down the line, they put seventy two million in for someone who's okay. uh, which, uh, for Pepe, someone who's not been in the country, not been there before, hasn't proven himself, so let's to prove himself in the country and only for after one good season. So you ask yourself who's making a decision, who makes these decisions when you know you've got um like when that sort of option is, is at your disposal. I don't think many people would have chosen I don't think they would have been Arsenal fan they would have chosen um, uh, Pepe if they heard about uh, a potential of Wolfel Zaha coming onto the team, you know. But that's just one mm-hmm. player. Um, we still got uh, Holding, Masota, we still got uh, Bellerin, he's undecided whether he wants to play soccer or yeah. model. Um, and also <laughs> and that's my players. At Arsenal, there isn't like Venga a back. clear... Venga in. <laughs> Venga in. My, my my struggle with Arsenal is a, is is a lack of clear leadership that that you can see between yes. like the, the manager and the players is even if you look at like leaders on the field right now it's the likes of Smithrow, Martinelli that are actually looking like they're ready to galvanize the rest of the team and that's yeah. a big responsibility for them they should be guys like Zaka, um, David Luiz and them coming to the party but they just they're not there, bro. They lose. And do you see that's, Arsenal that's... sub? How many times they sub a bombing? He's our captain. How many times they sub him? And how many captains we have in the team? It's Bellerin. It's a bombing. No, then it's uh, David Luiz. No, it's, no, it's holding today. Five people. That's but even true. that lineup, Wonga, even that lineup on on weekend it completely changed from what he did. I understand it's like from Thursday to Sunday, and now you're playing West Brom. Yeah. Sure, yeah, they end up relegating Sam Allardyce, but sure, I mean West Brom is pretty shitty. But even though, like, you're looking at this Arteta, I know it's a good, good point that Nick mentions Frank Lampard versus the Arteta sort of conversation. Firstly, I just want to point out, we all went with Arteta because his hair is so damn perfect, and no one can argue with that, and that's part of the image. But, you know, realistically, you're looking at this, like, you know, he's, he's gone towards the end of the season, and I understand the guy's still finding his feet and finding his best players, but the way he's chopping and changing, like you said, he doesn't know who his captain is. He's taking guys off after the 60th minute, and they're meant to be captains. Captains aren't meant to come off. After 60 yeah. minutes, they're meant to be on leading the team. That's yeah. the thing. I think we, we, and that's also another issue. I'm not saying it's a big problem, but it's another issue that Arsenal, like Musa said, we do not have a leader. And I, and I think we haven't had a leader in a very, very, very long time. Um, and I think that's, that's causing, uh, I mean, geez, I mean, if you don't have a leader in your team, I think, I think everyone knows how that ends up. I think in Liverpool, we can see who that is. Mm. Um, Tottenham, was it Tottenham? Um, 
The likes of yeah, Kane are leading from the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. Uh, but I'm joking. <laughs> no, but the Arsenal, it's, 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 it's shambolic. We honestly don't have a captain. Everyone has a captain. Like, that is, that is, for me, he needs to make a decision. I don't know if he's scared to tell, to tell the people that, no, this guy's the captain and you're not the captain. He's the leader. I, I don't know what yeah. it is. But for me, just, think... so, just make a decision. Captain. Isn't it also? Isn't it also to do with the fact that Obama Yang was declared club ca- club captain, but then during the course of this season he is not, especially more off the field than on it. But he's been behaving in a very uncaptainly way, like yeah. issues like mm-hmm. arriving late and stuff. You can't have your captain doing that kind of stuff. So then it creates this vacuum of leadership, which forces Arteta's hand to kind of say, "I'm looking for someone who's going to be my right hand man, who's going to be my kind of my voice on the field." And in the clubs where that's working well, you look at. Klopp and, and Henderson at Liverpool, there's a clear symbiosis and a clear kind of connection and understanding of what they want to achieve, and it works. And Arteta doesn't have that on the field because Aubameyang is not stepping up. So then he does look mm-hmm. to other people. And also Arsenal's issue is that a lot of their players who are performing best are younger players who don't have the maturity and the experience to be those leaders. And they shouldn't have to, but Arsenal has a mm-hmm. habit of doing that. Of Like when you guys made Fabregas captain when he was basically 12. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something that kind of, I think it's, it's, it, it speaks to the fact that there's been this ongoing issue at Arsenal where they're not putting in a pipeline of players and leaders and kind of, there's, there's not a footballing strategy that stretches over eight to 10 years. There's a very kind of put out the fire, let's buy Pep because people will like that we're spending money, throw him into the team, does it fit, doesn't he fit, it doesn't matter, someone will figure it out later, make it Arteta's yeah. problem. And now that's all coming home to roost. You've got to, and realistically, like when you look at the teams above Arsenal, how many players in the Arsenal squad would start for the top six, seven, eight teams in the league at the moment? And that's Maybe. never been true before. I mean, you look at it's not that long ago that Arsenal's entire starting eleven would start in any team in Europe, and yep. like that's just not the case anymore. And I think that speaks to long-term strategy gone massively wrong. And, and you it's know what's interesting so about that comment, Matt? You absolutely love it. You love it. I do, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> the man's enjoying you it. There's, there's not a single tear in my eyes, I say. <laughs> uh, but, like, I think uh, next season, I think... Um, yeah, I mean, geez, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt my pocket. Um, so, I think it's fine if they... Um, yeah, and we don't... Maybe it's just my entertainment-wise, but I think us just being in the, in the Premier League is just a blessing in disguise. Um, it's going to hurt their pocket. They won't be able to get people, but I mean, not the Premier League. Sorry, us being not in the us not being in the the Champions League or Europa. Of course, uh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. That, you guys would get punished us. seven mil every week. I think, yeah, just yeah, then <laughs> worrying about the match and then getting punished. I think is just is is, is just too much worry for Atleta if he's still there. I think it's better yeah. we just. They have, but they have, it can't just be we in the Premier. We just in, we just we out out of Europe and we focus and we just focus on Premier League things. Other things need to change while we are focusing on just being in the Premier League and doing our, our domestic mm-hmm. cups. Things need to change, and yeah, that captain need, I think could be one of them. The first thing it, before changing, yeah, yeah, before we change the manager. Here's the thing: is though things do need to change, um, and we've got Aljun asking for top six for next season. Um, but Liverpool still trying to make the top four for this season, so I've, I'm not even going to answer that question. But the, the, other thing I talk about, the other thing I want to talk about is, you know, Arsenal are in a very precarious situation. Where did they go from here? Uh, you know, Christopher asking as an ex-manager, if they sack Arteta, what do they do? Where do they go? I mean, players now, we're talking about players leaving the club because, you know, Arjun also making valid point, 29. Why would you stick around at Arsenal if you're trying to 
you know, win as much as you can before the end of the career or possibly get more money. I mean, the only thing going for Arsenal is that it's history right now. The amount of wages, technically, you get paid to go there. But apart from that, it's definitely not the biggest club in London anymore. That's That's the issue that they're having. And, you know, this is a very slippery slope. We've been saying it. It's going to be a sort of interesting transition period that they've been going on through years. And again, the fans... You know, now they're overcompensating because they were harsh on Wenger. They were harsh on Emre. And now they're giving leeway. They're giving so much flipping leash to, to Arteta. Now they're overcompensating. But sorry, we, we just need to move on, uh, Wonga. We need to move on from the Arsenal sort of topic before we get wrapped up in this. I just We need to talk about the sort of West Ham-Everton game, largely because Everton is still in with the European shot. West Ham obviously pushing for top four, but they dropped it at home. Gentlemen, what do we think about this? Good goal by... Uh... Firstly, good goal by Kavut Lewin. I think everyone was. Mm. I think it's uncharacteristic goal by him. I think he's the one people, you know, knock on the head. But yes, he's got a bit of pace on him. Red did a perfect run. Uh, saw the space. The pass was also as equally good, and the finish I think was uh, was was great. <laughs> it definitely dented. <laughs> uh, definitely dented. Um, uh, uh, West Ham there. Um, I, I yeah. would have, you know, liked to see. I mean, obviously now because Arsenal have no 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 chance. I'm looking at other things. Uh, West Ham story would have been uh, would have been nice, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, the thing making, with the West Ham making Europe. Yeah, the thing with the West Ham situation was they sort of peaked probably two or three weeks too early, and now their bubbles sort of. <laughs> That's quite ironic, though, but their bubbles sort of burst. Yeah. Um, but but I, I do think that they've had a fantastic season. I, I, I wouldn't write them off completely, but it's just you, you lose to an Everton team that's been pretty up and down this season at home. You know, this is the the crunch time. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna solidify your place, you need to be you need to be winning your home games at least and, and trying to get mm. something away from home. So I think they just peaked a little bit too early and to hold that run right up until the end of the season was always gonna be a tough ask. But listen, if they get any European football from fighting to stay in the league last season to get in any European football is a great achievement. Um mm. but it would be cool if they do sort of find themselves in the Champions League spot. But I think Claudio doesn't uh, share those same sentiments. Oh, it's not a chance. Beautiful story and all, but not a chance. No, let the story live somewhere else. Not, not in mind. Liverpool must not be included in someone else's fairy tale unless Liverpool is the fairy tale. That's a different story. Yes, man. Yeah, no, I think this was a good result for Everton. I think um, I've been... They've, they have had an up-and-down season, but I think Ancelotti's also laid a lot of groundwork here. I think he's building a side, I think, next season. You know, obviously, you know, it's Arjun's question. I think we, 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 it's impossible to know what the next six, the top six is going to be like next season because there's so many unanswered questions. Um, mm. Obviously, Spurs are going to get a new manager. There's potential changes up and down sides there. I think, you know, we don't know what, what Arsenal's going to decide to do. So it's very hard to say. But that said, I think... With all of the uncertainty, I think Everton are building a platform to be serious contenders. I think they're showing their ability to turn over good results. They are building a system that that really works. And I think this kind of showed that. This kind of showed that there's a limitation to what um, West Ham are able to do and and kind of reinforce the fact that Everton are still a force to be reckoned with. I do think it would be kind of sad for the fairy tale to end. I think, it, you know, you look at the, the chaos of the last couple of years, and we all deserve something like kind of shiny to look at. And, and West Ham in the Champions League would be something new and different. 
Um, and I think that would be kind of cool. I think it would be cool to see them there. <laughs> um, but that said, I think this this result showed that over the course of an entire season, sides like Everton are going to start to perform really well and, and sides so, like West Ham so, are going to struggle. It's a really good family club, that. <laughs> yeah, that Everton, that's a real... But also, just to, to Wonga's point about Calvert-Lewin, I read this cool thing about them. And you guys, and it reminded me, you guys remember when Kane had his first season, he was banging in the goals, and everyone was like, oh, it won't last, whatever. Then the next season yeah, started. Yeah. Remember, he went through that phase where he never scored in August, and everyone was like, oh, one season, one day, Kane's not going to do it again. And someone was like, we're doing the same thing to Calvert-Lewin, where every time he has another good game, we're like, look at this guy still scoring goals. What a, you know, good for him. But maybe he's actually just a really good striker and he's going to keep banging them in. And that's what he does now. And we're all just constantly surprised by it. But then six years down the line, he's going to have had this career where he's just been banging in goals. I think, and it's possible we are doing the same thing. Because I think you see him and you see his technique and his movement. He's not, he does, it's not that he gets lucky. He knows what he's doing. He's a solid striker. Yeah. But I do yeah. want to say though, I do like when I was when I was looking at that game and I was watching it and I was going, okay, cool. One thing we know about Angelotti, he knows how to set up his sides. So when I'm looking at how he sets up, Allen is probably one of the signings of the season, in my opinion, in terms of what he's done for. He's transformed that midfield. I know Decore has had his moment as well, but Allen, in terms of discipline, he knows exactly how to carry out Angelotti's sort of um, methods and whatever whatever it is that he's after. But when we're looking at Calvert Lewin, in my opinion, when I'm seeing him play next to Richarlison. There's a problem there because when they're both going forward, they're sitting deeper, they're waiting for the counterattack. But when they're both going forward, they're both trying to do it by themselves. Richardson got taken off. He wasn't too happy about getting subbed off. But Calvert-Lewin needs to find someone who's going to feed him the ball because he doesn't know how to feed anyone else the ball. Because when he does, he hangs on too long. And I was just like, shit. You know, so for Everton moving forward, what would you guys do? Or what, what if you, Angelotti, where do you go in terms of improving the side next? Two taken I, I think they, they need that creative. You know, you, you look at, you know, I'll use Kane as the example again. Kane with Son is much more deadly than Kane on his own. I think Calvert-Lewin needs his own Son. He needs that someone. And I think Richarlison is potentially the right player. And maybe they just need more mm. time and, and, and they need to... They're both too greedy, of, man. They're maybe. Both too greedy. Maybe that's yeah. it. Because, but you see the, yeah, the way Charles they do play really together... Cool. They, 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 the only thing that's lacking is kind of the final pass, the final bit of creativity mm. to kind of link up with one another. Maybe that will come, maybe it won't, but they need, I think what he needs is a creative, someone who sits behind him and does the creative work and let, and like, kind of unleashes him. And then I think they could have I a think, really unstoppable think, kind of situation. Uh, player like Smith Rowe is going to want to go to a big team next season. So maybe... Like Everton. Have a yeah. <laughs> Look, you're joking. I know you guys are laughing. You guys are laughing, but I mean, it'd be a much if Angelotti is picking up the phone saying, listen, son, come play for me. Or oh, actually, I've got that completely wrong. It's like, hello, Borgiorno, you want to come play for me and never turn? You know, so maybe something along those lines. And he said, I'm going to triple your work. <laughs> you were better wages. the first time, Gladi. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to think twice. I would have wrong. <laughs> yeah, especially if you think about the other players that would be around him, you know. They actually have very talented But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not worth ruling out. Especially if, like, Arsenal don't have a two-year plan or a three-year plan. Smithrow only has this youth for so long. He has to consider going to, to teams Wonga, that... Uh... Wonga is absolutely fuming. He hasn't even said a word. <laughs> Your best player has gone, Chief. <laughs> uh, look, I think, I think uh, Gazo is going like... Like, we're not getting relegated, Oaks. We're just... We're not getting relegated. We're no, no, just going to see the Premier League next season. That's it. Like, the, the problem is, but you're, you're in a situation of your own doing the longer because just last season, Arteta said, we'll win the Champions League in three years. 
and <laughs> you're not even in Europe next season. So what he's he's put all his eggs in one basket to say that come next season you're going to finish top four, and the following season you're going to win it. And do you think any of the players in his squad are looking at him thinking, yeah, he's got this. We're, we're getting there. <laughs> Champions League is on the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, guys, talking about Champions League, we're just gonna obviously. I, I need to touch on this fact: the, the Liverpool Southampton game. It needs to be spoken about, not too much, because I mean there was not much to talk about except for the fact that Thiago finally scored for Liverpool. It's only taken in the whole season, but can I get a shout out for that, guys? Come on, go on, hey, 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 hey. go Thiago. Oh. That's good. Woo-hoo! Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> You're happy. <laughs> I mean, got, I mean, got the shout out. <laughs> as happy as I can be, I guess. Like you're looking at it, you're like they're sitting six, fifty-seven points, and you're like, oh, they've got games in hand. But we know the Premier League; you never, ever, ever count the games in hand. It's just it's one of those things, you know. It builds it's, it builds up more hope than being uh, Arteta at Arsenal. You know, it's it's one of those sort of scenarios. But yeah, we, if we if, if I, the only good thing literally was Thiago's goal, and his goal was scored in the same way in which he hits one of those blind passes. You know, he's looking this way, and then he hits it that way. And then he hit the bottom corner. That, that was the only good thing about the game. We got our three points. And now we pretty much wait for United to throw their games until they play us. So that's what, <laughs> yeah. what are you guys about Southampton? This team, it feels like um, we were looking at it at the beginning of the season, saying they've got a great manager, a lot of good bunch of players. They could compete for you know a, a solid position, maybe in top eight, top six. But wow, things have fallen off the bandwagon quite significantly at Southampton. And I don't know if it's getting enough spotlight. Do we think that manager is going to have to leave his position at the end of this season? Mm, listen, you know, we we still oh, threw his yeah. name in the in the ring for the Chelsea replacement before the the job was announced. Listen, it's all because he was on that yeah. run. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah and it's fallen off the bandwagon quite significantly. It's scary how it's yeah. just gone. They were only safe. Wheels they were only gone. safe last night with with Burnley's win. They were right yeah. in it up until last night. Yeah, man. Guys, I, I do want to say, like, you know, when we're looking at Leicester's sort of run and we're thinking, wow, you know, they play they play Man United, they play Chelsea, and then I think the last one's Man City, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, but now yeah. you're going, well, you're looking at it, you're going, well, Man United played the C team. Chelsea are going to be focusing on the FA Cup because they pretty much have four and the Champions League. So they're going to play out their D team. And then you're going, Man City no. are already going to have everything wrapped up. So why would they give a shit? Yeah, but so City's, no. City's B team and C team are arguably better than Leicester's A team. <laughs> that's actually yeah, they, still, they, can, they can still play 200 million pounds worth of defense against them. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd, 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 I'd uh, be careful to say that uh, Chelsea was going to play their D team because I don't think it's... We're still in the, the thick of things for this top four fight and I... I take yeah. uh, this weekend's performance against Man City at the pinch of salt. We have to fight for top four, whereas they kind of set and uh, can look at different options. But if you yeah, look at true. if you look at Liverpool's like sort of chances now, I think if Leicester did have to drop, it's not looking likely. But you you still have a fighting chance. You back in it. I think Newcastle did you a good one, beating them because it sort yeah. of brings everyone back into it. Um, uh, West Ham obviously dropping points as well so I wouldn't write you guys off um, and Klopp's going to just have to get them going again because I mean uh, the, the carrot's there for them at the end you know like it's dangling there in front of them the players just need to fight for it um, yeah, whether or yeah. not they're good enough to 
Um, I think they are good enough to, but they're going to have to just sort of really put a, a massive effort into the next couple of games. Well, look, Arjun's saying things I want to hear. He's saying Bruno Fernandes is still attempting volleys, but 50-yard volley, I don't think that's realistic. I think he's trying to to show people he's trying, but he knows he's not going to score. It's one of those. I don't know. I think Man United United have 70% possession here at the moment. Uh, They're all over Leicester. And there's three minutes. There's two minutes left. What? So and Tom Zemmer doing an Apple Watch. Got to get the set. He's counting, he's counting <laughs> his steps, guys. He's earning those coffees. <laughs> All right, guys. He's actually, before, yep. before we wrap up the show, we're going to talk about one thing, and that is who your candidates are for player of the season. Let's hear them. Ooh. How are we doing? I'd have to go. I'd have to go for KDB. Um, there are a lot of good players that have done very well at Man City. Uh, Gundogan was very good when uh, Kevin De Bruyne was injured, but he came back and galvanized that team to actually progress to where they are right now in the Premier League. So I'd have to go for Kevin De Bruyne on my side. Kevin De Bruyne? Hmm. Yeah. It's okay. a good call. I mean, it's got to be a Man City player. I think they've shown over the course of the season the consistency and the, the ability to kind of turn around a, a, a sticky situation. Um, I think that um, that Diaz guy they've got in defence, I think he's made a big difference for them as well. I think he's been a solid performer. He doesn't get the same kind of plaudits because defenders never do because they don't create goals or score goals. But you look at mm-hmm. when the, the if you look at where their form turned around, it coincides with him also having a massive influence on the game. And and like making a difference in terms of the defense there, and I think so. Diaz, I think for me, would be a serious contender for Player of the Season, just for the impact he's had on the side. I think um, without a doubt, I would go for for for, for Harry Kane. What? Harry this Kane. is all on board with that too. Harry Kane. Awesome he's done well, though. He's done very well. Harry I mean, he's Kane. topping. He's topping both the goal scoring and Goals the assist, and assist. Part. And You, assist. you yeah. put Harry Kane in any of those teams in the top four, they are fighting. Okay, so for Man City now, but okay, Man City then win the league two weeks. Okay, last month that's when they win the league. But <laughs> the other guys are definitely they they they're gonna be winning the league. You know, um, any of the top four teams, you put you put Harry Kane in there with those goals and those assists, they win it. Yeah, and uh, I think that's true. what happens if any of those teams get him. If any of these teams were to get him next season, I think that that were going that that's definitely going to happen. It's probably going, they're going to probably uh, end up winning the league because you're going to get. I don't think he's going to drop form next season. And also, um, bear in mind, he's done those goals and assists playing largely under Mourinho, that stodgy, turgid, like negative yeah. football. Yes. And, and yeah. you know, if he'd been in a side where they were playing on the front foot, if he'd been in a United, for example, or a, a Chelsea, he would have it would have been insane. So. Yeah, yeah. So, maybe I'm just yeah. too used to, to watch him all the he time. He gets it yeah. over for me, your Claudio. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think uh, many players get it over for me. I think Pereira from West Brom gets it over for me this season. Um, yeah. So Nick, what's your shot there? Well, just an update. Man United have lost. Uh, we're going to <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> on it. He did that on purpose. So we go. <laughs> <I'm telling you. laughs> 
I love Liverpool now. The conspiracy is already going to start from the Liverpool fans. You know? Oh, yeah. They, they, they invaded the stadium to cause this thing, and then they threw the game. And then, and all then, I'm saying then... is, where were the protests today? That's all I'm saying. Why didn't they protest today? <laughs> they love the idea of Liverpool not being on top for more. Um, but I think it has to go to uh, the one and only Alain and Maximum. Uh, the manager. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bruce was the manager of the season. Yeah, yeah Bruce was the manager of the season. Ah, obviously. Obviously. I think for me, I think for me, I was, before Wonga said it, I, I think just purely based on stats, I would give it to Kane. Um, but in terms of a, a player sort of doing it for his team, getting them into a position where they are right now, Champions League final, about to win the league. I think Kevin De Bruyne is second to none. Uh, so I have two. Um, if you can look at it, at pure ability and, and contribution for sort of how he delivers match-in, match-out, um, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. But in terms of stats, it has to be Ken. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm torn between the two. Hmm. Makes sense. Interesting. All right. Uh, Christopher's asking thoughts on Murray's. Gents. In a way, like Murray's, Murray's for player of the season or just like general thoughts? Because I don't think he should be in this conversation for like the same category. Not, not player of the season for me, but he He's has done player. well. He is a very key player for them now. Eh? Yes. He's a solid yeah. player. He's got, I think the problem with, with a player like Murray's is that City have got so much talent that they can afford to leave him out quite often. Yeah. So then you yeah. get the sense that maybe he's not as good as he is because he doesn't necessarily play every game because Pep can choose his system and he can be like, today I want Mahrez, whatever. But if he was in yeah. any other side in the top six, he'd play every week and he'd be crucial. Like you yeah. drop him in... Yeah. Very, very crucial. Um, you drop him into like a side like... For United, he plays every week. He sits yeah. there and he's going to be pulling the strings, creating chances. Same at Spurs. Easily he'd be there. Can you imagine him sitting behind... Kane and Son just like controlling it, creating chances, opening doors. He'd be huge. So I think he's he's kind of a victim of, of being in that massive squad. But also yeah. at the same time, because he is there, you still see other players at City who are stepping up like KDB, for example. And yeah, he's in the same kind of setup, but he still manages to be there every week and doing all the things. So it is a tough yeah. one to call. So, but he is a solid player. I think that's... Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, okay, guys, for my, my, my shot for player of the season has got to be Ruben Dias. I agree with a couple of you who have said yeah. that already, largely because the guy's come in, he's young, it was 60 million plus, a lot of pressure put on the guy replacing, remember, a Vincent company. So we know that they've tightened up the back, he's a leader, and I think he's only 22, 23, and he's already shown what he's capable of. So, yeah, I think that, that was he's a big put, player for City. He's Portuguese. Well, my favorite well. thing about that is, yeah, the Portuguese he's thing. Right, yeah. My favorite thing yeah. is that you can't say a Portuguese player's name without a Portuguese accent. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yes. 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 Not I just want to say, guys, you know, the, the whole bias, <laughs> the whole bias sort of thing. Again. I just want to say it again. Dish. Dish. Yeah. 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 So, so, so my, yeah. my dad, my dad, when he when he places some bets on the games and things, and he thinks the game's been uh, corrupted, and he says that you know it is a biased sort of thing. He doesn't say biased. He says it was a buyer. He's like, this is such a biased thing. The buyer, like the buyer got involved. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man. Yeah. Oh, man. And I think that wraps so the result up, um... makes it officially take the league. Yeah, yeah, man. Shout out oh, to yes. City, man. They've done they very, very, very well. Yeah. They're the champions, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, wow. uh, I think we have to give credit to Ed's due for their performances this season. We're all looking at them and ruling them out, thinking, you know, Liverpool yep. have a great chance. Tottenham have a great Tottenham. chance. Um, yeah, but he's come and pulled that team together and fixed it very, very, very well. We saw you Manchester that... United go on the sure, run and they pulled it right back. Are they having brilliant. a party like Leicester there uh, at Vardy's house? Whose house are they having it at? Full Foden. Full Foden. It's probably out right now. On that note, guys, we're going to wrap up the show. Final thoughts from everyone. Uh, I'm happy uh, I'm safe, guys. I'm happy I'm safe. Now I can relax. Congrats, I'm, Nick. I'm... I think. Yeah, go for it, Matt. No, I mean, also, you know, great to keep you on board, Nick. That's going to be fantastic fun. And, and you know, all credit to Steve Bruce for doing such a fantastic job pulling it off when no one, when everyone was out in the squad. <laughs> Good for him. And, and I'm oh, looking forward man. to Thursday's show. I think having having a look at how, like, young players can come through football in a more kind of open, take advantage of technology. I think that's going to be an awesome show. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, cool. super excited about having that show on Thursday, especially with like you know the influence that it's had to players like Haaland and all of them coming up the ranks, seeing that yeah, democratization yeah. of football coming to the party, especially after the ESL, is is very very exciting. But Wanga, you mustn't sleep again tonight. We're coming for you tomorrow, sir. That's all you must <laughs> worry about. <laughs> That's my last my last comment. <laughs> oh, we're waiting for you we're waiting for you man. I don't have any comments I, I was going to comment on um, like you were saying clear the season I think uh, for me a Mason Mount would be let's say in a top young 10 player. young player maybe yeah but well, the only reason I say it is because just because of the doubt that was on him when he started um, and literally he pulled himself I mean he's in Champions League final goodness me um, and and you can say he's he's probably the guy that helped him get to the Champions League final. Uh, I didn't see Tino Werner. Tino Werner was just watching. Um, but yeah. But in, two, my, my in, two seasons, in two seasons' time, according to Arteta, Smithrow will be in a Champions League final. So don't worry, man. Yeah, but if you're playing for City. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was very cryptic of Pep Guardiola. Yeah, right. <laughs> Giving all oh, these Arsenal fans more false hope. Meanwhile, yeah. slip the rug right from under them. Yeah. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us today. A reminder again to everyone on Thursday, the show will be at 3 p.m. South African time. I don't know the, the other times, guys. It's Central C-A-T, African time. Central African Yeah, Central African time, 3 p.m. We will be having Tonsa CEO Peter Holm on there. Like uh, Moss has already said, the democratization of football. And I know that seems like quite a grand statement, but when you see how they've disrupted or how they've begun, began sort of begin begin anyway if you've seen what they've done in to- in terms of uh disrupting the sort of agent model and finding players it's going to be something worth looking into so yeah. thank you very much for joining us everyone who tuned in from christopher pumalani aljun uh, aman arian arian and, Arianne, <laughs> and he, I, I need to start writing a list down so don't forget and to- shout out to alexander <laughs> nice yeah. 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 alexander yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, remember <laughs> 
<laughs> but also, if you don't know, oh, he's gone. But yeah, if you don't know, what, you got, what's, how did he close the show off? Uh, if you don't know what to be, if you don't know what to be, be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Guys. Be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Top, guys. Thanks. Cheers.